Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. Busy fucking week this week, man. I have been just like nonstop working my ass off. I know, right? Oh my gosh, I, I'm actually kind of relieved that there weren't any games because there was no time for me to sit down and watch anything. No, I had a uh, four extra ten-year-old girls at my house uh, this weekend for my daughter's tenth birthday party. Yeah, isolate that. Um, so <laughs> don't isolate that. It definitely needs context. <laughs> Um, as you see, I have broken out the Festivus poll because we have some grievances to air. Yes, and, we do. And it's about one topic. And by the end of it, yeah. if there was a VAR here, we'd get into feats of strength. I promise you that. Precisely. <laughs> so you got it, boys and girls. VAR, fuck off. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of fucking VAR as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is good old, reliable, playing with his strings, Samuel Graham. Hey, it's me. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, you know what? I, I don't have to do a shot of my lord this week. We we didn't fucking lose. Yay. I mean, there we didn't go. fucking play, <laughs> but we didn't fucking lose. Hey, it's one way to guarantee it. Uh, we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on, I mean, literally every single kind of podcast platform there is. So please do so. Uh Subscribe, share, review, do all the fun stuff. Let your friends know that you're listening to it. I see a few people doing it every week, which is awesome. And uh, should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sam, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Absolutely. We are at D Football Show on all the social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. D Football Show at gmail.com uh, to get in touch via email. And uh, as we mentioned last week, we are now on Patreon. Uh, so www.patreon.com backslash dfootballshow, uh, and you could help support the show. Um, I think it's a $2, $5, $9 levels, um, yep. and with that, you get certain things uh, extra, like uh, injury time, which yep. today will be our first time because we do have a $9 Patreon. Uh, Taylor, my man. Number, number one with a bullet. A number one. We've so. got... Um, so he'll be getting the extra time, or I'm sorry, injury time yeah. uh, show, essentially. I'm is just going to change the name because you bonus guys show. changing it every time. Yeah, so basically a bonus show, and then he'll also get uh, things like we're going to dissect Everton in depth uh, at some point for him because he's an Everton supporter. And we, a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> we, we suck. End of episode. There you go. Everybody got the yeah. uh, Everton <laughs> breakdown. Um, so... Uh. So very cool. Um, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry. Both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, even when we've just pulled a couple of thirteen-hour days in a row, we will have a buck drink. Fuck fast. fast. We're drinking buck fast. Yes, throughout the this caffeine's show. hitting me. And every show, <laughs> Sammy, what are we sipping on today? Is it's, it Bucky? It's buck fast. Sorry, the, <laughs> I've already had a glass and the caffeine is hitting. Um, so, but not only do we have buck fast, which we told you about, a fourteen percent by volume. I'm sorry, fifteen percent by volume uh tonic wine which is basically just a whole lot of chemicals um mel described it as uh welch's grape jelly uh thinned out with vodka <laughs> and then added a red bull to it out yeah, a red bull yeah go. sounds good um we also have the glenfiddich select casks uh which are only available in the travel market these are the last couple of minis i brought home from my trip mm -hmm. um they're both 80 proof and both ran uh seven pound 99 um at the duty free uh the first one is the European oak bourbon uh, and red wine casks. Um, 
each aged in each of those casks. Mm-hmm. The second is just strictly a uh, sherry cask. Very nice. Well, this one yeah. is this this one with the wine is very interesting. Uh, that's something that um, American whiskey is getting into more, but European oak. Yeah. Well, uh, no, just using red wine. Oh, oh, as, I'm sorry. As a finisher, because I mean, oh. frank, because frankly, it's a <laughs> bunch thought- of. I thought you meant this with the Buckfast was interesting. No. Like we were about to go burn down Glasgow together. No, that that (laughs) will definitely happen when uh, you and I uh, go off to uh, Europe this spring. That's going to be uh, you and me on the Bucky getting arrested. Oh, yeah. That's fucking happening. That is not going to be good. We're going to have to call our our wives to uh, send us bail money. (laughs) Um, No, I just uh, interesting interesting to see uh, a Scottish company doing something with a little bit of a wine finish to it. Yeah, that's that's not Porter Sherry. Yeah, 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 every th- well, I was gonna say everything they do is a fortified wine, not yep. a still wine. Yep. So, very interesting, lovely, 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 lovely little whiskey. So, hey, kids, yeah, what's up? Oh, you got to talk about pricing. No, I did. Okay, always remember to drink responsibly, guys. Hey, there we go. You remember to do it at the right spot this time. Hashtag admin. Very good. So, have a great show, everybody. Yes. Very good. Oh, that one was kind of. Like this other cup sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I, it would be good if I actually had my fucking notes in front of me, right? You <laughs> yeah, know? right. We started the show, sir. I um, was, I was so impressed with you actually being on the ball that I was like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> let me just sit Thanks. here and say nothing." So, VAR for short, uh, short for I'm sorry, video assistant referee was implemented full time to the English Premier League. Sam, why don't you kind of give a brief description of what the video assistant referee is? Sure, uh, I pulled this. I figured you could use some background noise while you're doing it. Why not? I would say that pretty oh, just much. Just let it play out. Yeah. Obviously, and there's your definition of VAR. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, so I pulled this directly from the Premier League um, website. Okay. Lovely. So we're getting it straight from the horse's mouth here. Quote, the 2019-2020 Premier League season will be the first to feature the video assistant referee, in parentheses VAR, after the clubs voted unanimously in November 2018 to introduce the system. All 380 Premier League fixtures will have VAR, who is constantly monitoring the match, but will be used only for, quote, clear and obvious errors, end quote, or, quote, serious missed incidents, end quote, none of which is, is really defined. There is a section for clear and obvious errors, uh, errors uh, on the website. And I'll read that to you because it's also humorous. Um, in four match-changing situations, goals, penalty decisions, direct red card incidents, and mistaken identity. The final decision will always be taken by the on-field referee. VAR will not achieve 100% accuracy, but will positively influence decision-making and lead to more correct and fairer judgments. In the Premier League, there will be, there will be a high bar for VAR intervention on subjective decisions to maintain the pace and intensity of the matches. Factual decisions such as offside or if a foul was committed inside or outside of the penalty area will not be subject to the clear and obvious error test. Okay, that's it. Fair enough. I and yeah, you know, I, it was a brilliant piece of comedy you just read. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've Good. done this. So this still ain't going to be a hundred percent though. The, yeah, we're we're gonna you know we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We're not going to change anything if it's you know unless it's clear and obvious, which you would think you know. And we'll we'll get into it more later. But the you know having the referee check it themselves, not just somebody else doing everything. But anywho, let's go ahead and break this kind of into a couple of little sections. So. First off, we're going to talk about the favorable offsides. For the most part, it's right. Yeah. It, it's black or white. It, it, it's it's it, pretty obvious. You really, know. It, it has been correct. Um, VAR saved us. 
Yeah. Part of the downside is I want that linesman that flagged Aubameyang offside. I want that linesman. I hope he got taken to task over it. Yeah, because he uh, made for, a bad and, call. In Arsenal Man United. Yeah, it was a horrible this? call. Yeah, right. it was a horrible, but horrible call. by him raising his flag and the referee blowing the whistle, Aubameyang didn't have to finish that. Right. If he he could have got pissed and just yanked it into yeah. the crowd. Yeah, and if he didn't finish right. that. You're not supposed to flag if it's close. Yeah, let, right? let, let the assistant referee go and, ahead and get it. And really, it wasn't close. He was three yards onside. Oh, very um, onside. But anyway, he rose the flag incorrectly. And what ha- what if he just stopped? Right? Yeah. You you can't recreate that situation. You can't just drop ball and put a Yang through on goal. Can't happen that way. Right. So that needs to be fixed in terms of the live people. Right. But in VAR uh, um, world, it got the call right. Yeah. Uh, and, and for the most part, across the board, even when I talk about, you know, oh, just, uh, you know, Raheem Sterling the first week of the season where just his, like, shoulder was offside. Right. You know what? It was still right. Black well, or white. It, yeah. it, it, it called offsides correctly. The way that the rule is written, the law is written, right, it's a black or white decision. There's no gray area. Either he's on or he's off. Yeah. Um, and just like they said with this, with the um, – Inside the box or outside the box, in terms of a location of a foul taking place, it's black or white. Yeah. Either he's in the box or he's not in the box. Now, now where so that doesn't need to go to the referee again. Right. I mean, they're they're looking at it themselves, and it's a factual decision. There's no subjectivity to it. Yeah. Now, I w- I would say the the where there's the problem in the VAR is determining where the play begins for offsides. And almost like like the case, the perfect example would be the Chelsea uh, called back goal from Mason Mount against Liverpool, because it's like it almost felt like the 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 VAR ref was just kind of pulling it back, the playback further and further and further and further till he finally found found something the offsides to... that he wanted to find. Right. Like, so this this is again from the Premier League website. The starting point for a phase of play that leads to a goal or penalty incident will be limited to the immediate phase and not necessarily go back to when the attacking team gained possession. Other factors for consideration will be the ability of the defense to reset and the momentum of the attack. So they got it wrong. They they pulled it back too much, right? Hey, yeah. we said on the homepage... Yeah, this is not going to be 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and it, personally for me, I think what they need to come down to is you you unfortunately have scrapping to, the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not going anywhere. No, of it, course it's not, not going anywhere. And for us what what is going somewhere is we're going to stop fucking talking about VAR every show because it ends up adding 15 minutes to our show because we have to talk about a fucking call. Yeah. And then uh, when I go back and listen to us, we're saying the same thing over and over and over again every fucking week. So yeah, because it's, it's the same bullshit. Right. So it's time to just be able to walk away from it. We'll say, you know, VAR, you know, turned its ugly fucking head again and boom, go on. But <clears throat> I feel like the black and white law that's going to need to come into place is at the point of the goal, was that pass offsides? I think that's really what it's going to have to come to. Yeah. And and you don't go back to two or three plays. And if a ref missed it, a ref missed it. There, there's always going to be misses. It doesn't, you know, it just, like I said, it felt like the ref was trying to find an offsides. He was trying to find a reason to not let there be a goal, you know? Right. 
and Absolutely. and we'll talk about that more in penalties as well. You know, the the whole stupid handball thing, but somebody's grabbing somebody thing. You know that 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 is the next topic anyway. So, but um, let's go into my second part, which is something that we don't even actually really see at all, and it's the uh, penalty checks. Where this is where. There's a foul in the box. The video assistant referee is already looking at it and communicating with the ref on the field right. if he missed a penalty or not. And yep. that's uh, that, for the most part, has worked out well. Yeah, for the most part it has, absolutely. I still don't like what I haven't seen, and you, you mentioned this earlier, and this is a perfect example of the referee himself not having control of the game. I haven't seen a single referee go over to so Not one. The RRA, because we have to abbreviate everything, is the referee's review area. So there is a monitor on the side of the pitch. And he's not going to use it. He can. But he's not. If he wants. He's not. He's pretty much just going off of whatever they say in his ear. Right. The on-field referee always has the option of using the referee review area and can view VAR incidents at their discretion. The referee can take the recommendation of the VAR and other match officials. If the advice falls within the referee's range of expectation, they can make their final decision based on that information without the use of the RRA. Where the information received from VAR falls outside of the referee's expectation range, or where there is a serious missed incident, they should use the RRA to assist with the final decision. This appropriate, uh, I'm sorry, this approach acknowledges the views of the Premier League managers, captains, and will protect the tempo of matches by reducing time delays. And why hasn't a single ref looked at the screen? Why hasn't a ref looked at the screen not, at all? Not spe- when it's once. directly, directly resulting in a, a goal opportunity. Perfect example. Tottenham City, the handball. Right. Why? We're gonna, um, I mean, I hate to go comparing it to the NFL well, because we try to stay away from that, but you will see an NFL referee go under the hood, look at a play, come back and go, yes, in fact, this foul happened, but when this foul happened, this guy was doing pass interference. So those are offsetting penalties, plays dead. Right. Or, you know, so a ref would come on and be like, okay, looked at VAR. Yeah, it did hit his hand. But you know what also happened? You grabbed his jersey, and there's going to be a penalty kick for that. Yep. You know, and why a ref isn't going to the screen and looking it baffles me. And the other thing, handball to me is not a black or white issue. It's a subjective issue. Yeah. He got called for a handball that he knew nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but that's also the writing of the rule now that apparently if it just hits your hand in any way, shape, or form in the lead up to a goal, it's automatically a handball. Then why wasn't a penalty given? I can't remember the exact game. I want to say it was like Watford um, against someone. A ball hit a hand on a cross from close distance. Yeah. No call. The the opening week of the season, Wolves had a goal taken away, and it was because it hit the De- hand. Well, Decore, when yeah. it was a diving header, wasn't it? Uh, no, it wasn't Decore. Oh, maybe, it was that was la- maybe that was last. Maybe that was last. Decore is Watford. It was Bali. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, yeah, hit, yeah. it hit his hand indirectly and went into the net, and the the goal got called back because of quote unquote hitting now, the hand indirectly in a goal. That's fine. Scenario. That's that's good. Yeah, that's fine with me because it, it directly resulted in a goal, and that's unfair. But if if I don't have time to get my hand out of the way. Uh, another incident was Declan Rice, remember, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Right. Declan Rice had his hand in a goofy-ass position. Yeah, I mean, just misfortunate. Shouldn't yeah. have, been a, shouldn't have but, been a penalty. Right. It, it just, 
but that, that it's not a black and white issue to me. That that rule FA has made it a black and white issue. Though. Well, it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna write a letter. <clears throat> okay, you do Let, that like my grandma used to when <laughs> she hated the Orioles. <laughs> you know that's why you have podcasts. You don't have to write letters. I'm writing a letter. All right, you nobody like at the FA is listening to us <laughs> as much as I'd like them to. They won't. <laughs> so. Uh, the one of the, the the biggest things then with within the regards to the, the the penalty checks and things of that nature, do we think that the VAR referee hasn't said that there are fouls like that simply because they don't want to, you know, overturn the referee on the field? I mean, because why 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 hasn't a single defender grabbing a attacker inside the box not been called yet? So it, it, I mean, it happens every play, right? And um. There's only been I'm gonna uh I'm gonna say this. I got this from Forbes, the article that Forbes did or picked up from the Associated Press. Uh uh-huh. um from Mike Riley. Uh, I was an interview with Mike Riley he did uh on September thirteenth. Okay. Um six changes have been made as a result of VAR. Two hundred and twenty seven incidents have been reviewed. That was through September thirteenth. Wow. Just the first four match weeks. Right. So 40 games. Wow. Yep. That's it. Just six changes. Yeah. Uh, The the minutes upon minutes of time wasted sitting here waiting for the VAR to make a decision in a lot of cases. Right. The the referee, the decision being taken out of his hands because none of them have chosen to step on the toes of the VAR, go look at it for themselves, Mm -hmm. and the VAR's lack of lack of cojones to turn around and overturn the rest decision. I feel like if you're reviewing 200, it's like driving a car, right? No one drives a car 100% legally. If right. a cop follows you for more than a mile, he's going to find a reason to pull you over. Right. Right? It's just impossible for you to do every little thing, and they do it on purpose, the well, government. That's also why a, why a cop is legally not allowed to follow you for more than uh, one mile. They have to. If they're following you after one mile, they have to change lanes. Right. Yeah. So the 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 my point is is that you're going to find an infraction. Well, if that's the case, then why are there only six changes? Right. If this was supposed to fix everything and make games better, I see clear and obvious errors in the first five minutes of every fucking game. Right. Yeah. I it's I, I <coughs> sorry. I I feel like the um the offsides they're getting right, you know, and that's pretty that's very black and white. It's it's an offsides or it's not an offsides. And it's where we're going to get into next what I like to uh, refer to as the gray area, which is fouls committed on the field of play not being overturned by a video official. Do we have, do we have a Twilight Zone button? <laughs> Live production the, from Mel. Love it. The, the gray area. <laughs> um, yeah, there's still a big gray area. It's not good. Um, most of that kind of falls into that same article, right? The four wrong incidents that Mike Riley admitted in those first four weeks, right? Yeah, that this is. I I remember you say you were going to pull some specifics. So yeah, so these are here. the ones that they admitted to. Is this like uh, where we have to guess which on your list? No, no. show me Jack Grealish. <laughs> no, well, that was after the article was oh, written. Okay. I included that in my own personal ones. <laughs> show me a mute button. <laughs> <laughs> then we don't need the VAR for that. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> um, all right, Bournemouth versus City. Uh, City midfielder David Silva, uh, David Silva, excuse me, should have been awarded a penalty after making contact with Jefferson Lerma in the penalty area. 
and Bournemouth v Manchester City. City still won that match 3-1. So obviously would not have reflect, uh, affected the result um, had they done that except for maybe goal differential. Right. Um, right. West Ham versus... I don't remember that specifically, but I have to take him <laughs> on his word. Uh, West Ham versus Norwich. West Ham forward Sebastian Allaire uh, should have been awarded a penalty following a foul by Tom Tribal. Um, West Ham still won 2-0. Mm. So again... Didn't affect the result. Leicester City versus Bournemouth. Leicester's Yuri Tilleman should have been sent off for a foul on Bournemouth's Callum Wilson. He said he missed that. Right. A send-off. That's very bad. Now, that's that's terrible. And he also didn't get then hit with a subsequent suspension from the Not FA, that I saw. which is what the FA is used supposed to do. To well, do. They say in the, in the protocol for stuff that even the VAR misses, it's, it's on, on the uh, thing. Unseen incidents. Right. The FA's um, uh, retrospective disciplinary committee, all of those rules still apply. Right. If they miss it completely, if the VAR doesn't even <laughs> talk to the ref about it, they miss it completely, it's not in the ref's match report, they can view that footage, the FA, and go back and issue a um, a disciplinary charge. Right. Violent and, conduct and, or whatever. And that you. instance didn't, didn't, and they should have. They should have. Yep. Um, Tillman's ended up scoring later in that game, didn't he? I, think? I don't remember, to be honest with you, but yeah. Leicester won 3-1. to one, And I don't remember when it happened in that game, uh, mm-hmm. per se. But, but does that maybe affect does that affect the result, yeah. right? Um, it very well might. Uh, Newcastle versus Watford, which apparently the VAR didn't even want to watch himself, uh, <laughs> much like we didn't want to watch that game, uh, if I remember. The equalizer by Newcastle's Fabian Schar should have been disallowed because of a handball by Isaac Hayden in the buildup. Match ended in a 1-1 draw. Directly affected the game. Directly affected the game. Two drop points for the shit magpies. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, for Watford. Yeah. For shit Watford. Because the VAR missed this as well. That That is unacceptable. So, a half and half here of two games where it didn't affect the result and two games where it potentially could have do we, affected the result. Do you think the words clear and obvious are just a scapegoat. Yes. That it's this Absolutely. way this way we can always just say it wasn't clear and obvious. Absolutely. Well I, I read you the the clear and obvious on here, didn't yeah. I? Yes you did. Yeah. It's very vague. Yeah. And it, it's very, very vague. <clears throat> you know you have very black and white rules, but then you want to be very vague when it comes to the enforcing of that rules. And I think inherently that's ultimately this problem with with VAR currently. It's I mean, of course, the conspiracy, you know, Everton conspiracy theorist in me goes that this has all just been created so the Reds can finally win a fucking uh, Premier League title, title yeah. you know. But but in in all seriously, seriously, there's it seemed like every VAR possible play has gone the Reds' favor. There hasn't been anything that's gone against the Reds. It doesn't seem that way, you know. Yeah. And and particularly, I mean, uh, I mean, that offsides that offsides with with Mason Mount. That offside should not have been called. Gotcha. It should have been either caught on the field or it was there was still a whole nother ten seconds of play. Yeah. Like I said, it really felt like, wow, we have an airplane coming in. I could hear it. That's a helicopter. Helicopter, yeah. <laughs> I could feel I, like I actually felt it vibrating in the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a helicopter, Sam. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what air- 
It's not 1943, bro. Airplanes fly over here all the time. So I just said airplane. Okay, y'all need to settle down. <laughs> you need to fucking stay on the mute button and stop thinking you have all these liberties to be talking and stuff. You're a producer. Produce us something. Anywho. Hi, Sammy. How are we doing over I'm there? I'm doing well. Um, it, it just feels like this, this clear and obvious is the scapegoat. Nobody wants to change a referee's mind. And what's going to ultimately end up happening is now my wife's mocking me, which is great. Yes. See what happens when I'm muted? I can't contribute. Yeah, we don't want you a, to contribute. I a picture I posted in the DU Football Club page. Uh-huh. That's Homer uh, Simpson's grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. Yelling, old pundit yells at VAR. Yep, that would be me. <laughs> that would definitely be me. It would appear that it depends on the ref you have week to week if a call is going to get called or not. Yep. Is that ref going to keep his you know whistle in his pocket? In inside the box, right at the end of the game, thinking that maybe the VAR will review it and see it, and right, to keep right. him out of the way, or 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 is that referee going to go ahead and make a game deciding call, a la Leicester Liverpool? Yep. You know, like so. The other, I found two ones that I could think of off the top of my head. And uh-huh. One we've spoken up at no, uh, about at nauseum over the last few weeks was the Spurs uh, versus City, where Americ Laporte had hit his arm uh gabriel jesus scored on the play the goal was disallowed and a handball was given right uh, and tottenham were able to just because clear their lines because a ball went over his head and and grazed his hand behind while he was being pulled right as as he was lunging towards the ball being pulled down onto the ground yep yeah i just did asinine asinine how how how, okay, you know, oh, okay, well, we saw the handball. We saw, you know what it was? Video assistant referee saw the foul they wanted to see, didn't look at the entire play. Right. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't see the, f- oh, they saw the foul they wanted to see. Yeah. 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 They wanted to give the handball. Yeah. That's what they Absolutely. wanted to do. They wanted, they, they wanted a reason to say that the, that the goal didn't count. And then the one I know Mel wants to talk about, obviously, was the Palace and Villa game where Jack Grealish was fouled in the dying seconds of the game. A goal was scored. Goal in that scored. play, an equalizer yep. to make it 1-1. They, that goal was disallowed, and the on-field ref called a dive and booked Jack Grealish. Right. Um, that, of course, again, <laughs> happened after that article was written, so that was not included and in it. Clearly, you could see Zaha hitting him from the back. Absolutely. He was fouled. He, he was, was fouled. He was fouled. He was fouled. But even in that situation, the advantage should have been played. Yeah. Because, and, and the goal given. Right. Should have been a two to one win for yeah. for, for Villa. It was against Palace. Right. Yeah. And even if I mean, that's a different argument. But if the ref called it back for a foul, fine, fair enough. You call it back for the foul. And have a foul just it's outside still, the box. Still right. a mistake. Still a mistake because that's why the advantage rule exists. Right. But um but even if he get at least you made the right call, right? At least you saw the play for what it was. He booked Jack Grealish for a fucking dive when he got taken out from behind. Yeah. Zaha should have been given a yellow card for 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 the foul itself, mm. and the goal should have been given. I think and it, was, it should have ended a one one draw. I think it was actually Cahill who got him. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Zaha yeah. was right behind him, but I think it was Cahill. No, who it got was it. Zaha. It was Zaha. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Um, I did my research. Ah, is that a girl? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, the whole thing to me is is offsides being right every single time worth the rest of this mm. shit. Yeah. Now that's my question to you. Is is what do you think? 
it was kind of the same question I was going to say to you. Oh, is, right. is, is, <laughs> Damn it. Is, well, I mean, it, I mean, it is. Is is the FA going to admit there's flaws other than like this situation where after after a few weeks they go, oh yeah, we missed this call, this call, and this call, or right. are they going to go? Hey, we need to interpret this a little bit better. We need all refs on the same page, you know. I think major decisions, right? Red cards, penalties, things that will directly result in a goal. Even if it's offsides that you call back from 10 seconds ago, 30 seconds ago. Yeah. The referee needs to go over to that monitor and look at the fucking thing. And it doesn't take long to do. No, it doesn't. At the very least, he needs to go over and have a look. Yeah, it's not hard because jog over, look at the monitor. Right, you can even have the fourth official holding the monitor come right to the sideline. It's a you know, there's iPads have an in the iPad. world. Yeah, boom, look at it real quick. Go yes, no, boom, and the whole time he could have the video assistant referee already in his talking. Ear. In his this ear. is so what I'm knows, seeing. Right, this he is knows what I saw. exactly what to look at. Like exactly. precisely what to look at. And there, there's my issue because if you just have the referee taking the advice of the VAR, that referee's no longer in charge of that game. No. So download a whistle fucking soundtrack. We do it on this show. Play it over the loudspeaker and just have the guy not there. Yeah. Just have the whistle go. And that's it. Have the fourth official. You don't even need fucking uh, uh, linesman anymore. Yeah. Well, the um, You don't need that either. So just have the fourth official there in case the internet connection goes down. And have a couple of linesmen sitting on the side in tracksuits as well. And just referee the whole thing remotely. Fuck and, it. And you know what? Goal line technology has worked perfectly. That's the that's like that was something they implemented. It was a great technological it, advancement. It, it is a goal or it is not a goal, and there is a buzzer on your watch that mm-hmm. lets you know mm-hmm. goal. It's not even up for you. Feel that buzz and you just go point at the center circle. Goal. Yep. I gotta say, waiting after the goal hits and then waiting to go. Wait, wait, wait. Is VAR going to overturn some shit? Right. That kind of sucks the joy out of it. Absolutely. It's a joy sucking. I mean, move. some people say I I've only seen three people I think this season. That have refused to celebrate before the referee actually gives the goal officially. Right, they just wait. They wait. One of them was Aubameyang against Manchester United, of course, and that's the one that sticks out in my mind because it's my team. Right. But there was a couple of times where they knew it was something may have been off, and they waited for the VAR before they celebrated. Mm-hmm. Then there's other times, like Wolves against City, when um, was it? Diogo Jota? Was it, it was it him that scored from outside the area? I think it was, In that yeah. game? Yeah. Where he got to celebrate twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made it awesomer. Yep. You know? Where he celebrated his goal. VAR checked. They checked two offsides, I think. That's where that's... And the, then they celebrated again. And that's where we got the right. fuck VAR. Yep. That's uh, what the R, that was, when that was happening. Yeah. But they got to celebrate a second time, and it actually made it better. Yep. One time. Yeah. Now, um... <laughs> Do you think ultimately VAR is serving its purpose? Now, no. Um, and part of my issue with it, um, part of my issue with it is the referees don't look at it themselves. Right. Number one. Number two, they used it all last summer, and at the start of the tournament, it was fucking weird, and I didn't really care for it. But by the end of the tournament, I was like, okay, there's tweaks that need to be made, right? But not too shabby. The, the the final that that goal kick corner kick handball well, there, still I feel was an awful there's awful the problem travesty. You, you need the referee to give be able to give a decision <laughs> again right? I, I hate to compare it to the NFL but you will hear 
an NFL referee, after being under the hood, will come out and explain it to a T. Now, granted, ref isn't Mike did a soccer match, and there's supposed to be a fluidity to the game, but he can at least communicate that to the players, the captains on the field. Voila, they know what's going on, right. which is what matters. Yep, yeah, exactly. So, I there's things that need to be tweaked to make it better, obviously, and I know it's here to stay. So I'm trying to just be accepting of it. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, which is fucking annoying. But fine. I just don't understand why there's so many growing pains when we've been using it for almost a year now, and practicing in the FA Cup uh, prior to that. <laughs> Well, practicing in the FA Cup when you wanted to, not when you... Well, uh, well yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't outfit South End United with a VAR system. I right. get that part. Or, but, or fuck off, go to hell Millwall. Right. What annoys me about that, though, too, is just in general, is you have a competition where teams are playing under different rules. Yeah. Which completely throws into question the integrity of the competition, in my opinion. Yeah, it did. But my point is, is that you've had practice with this. Why is it not being Im- implemented well now? Yeah, it should already it, it the, should already be working. Right. The idea was you practice for a year, two years, whatever it's been in the FA Cup. You have last summer at the World Cup, <coughs> and then it shouldn't be this much of a shit show. So now moving forward for for you and I, because like I said, these shows tend to go on fifteen minutes too longer than they should be. Yeah. Basically, because we're bitching about VAR. Um. Just we're just gonna say fucking VAR whenever. There was a VAR fuck up, and just leave it at that because I'm sure our our listening audience is getting sick and tired of listening to us fucking bitch about VAR nonstop. Sound like a winner to you? Yeah, cool. You got me right when I was drinking. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> the Bucky doing its job. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Got a bunch of people that uh, wrote in for bets today, so of course we got Pat, oh, and we also got. Uh, Russ gave us a bet, too. Oh, good. I got one oh. from Ray. Oh, fabulous. Good. Yeah. We'll do a bunch then. Um, so we're back. We're refreshed. Sam, you can finally pick your first winner of the year? I think so. Nice, nice. So very good. Well, why don't we go ahead and why don't you give us a Ray's pick real quick? Sure. Uh, Ray is going to go with a parlay. Okay. He's, What's going, he doing? he's going big. Uh, Brighton over Villa. And the total goals to be over three and a half. That comes in at plus 800. That's a ballsy pick. I see pick. you, Ray. <laughs> I see you. Uh, yeah, it is a bold pick. The the the, the over. The, I, I mean, I could see Brighton's been on a bit of a, a run right now, and they're looking decent. Um, <clears throat> and Villa's at home. So have we. Yeah, yes. But I, and I'd Villa's see. at home. So I could see Brighton potentially beating Villa. I, I mean, really, the game ultimately is a, a a coin toss for me. But the the over that's an aggressive bet. But go big yeah, or go home, right? That's it, Ray. I'll take that money. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, excellent. So we have, um, let's see here. First, we have Russ's. So um, Russ did very, very, very much want to figure find odds to bet that. Uh, Ole was getting fired after the match, <laughs> but he could not find odds on that. But he is going to take Liverpool and the over at two and a half. Um, he didn't say what the uh, odds payout are. I just got a text from him. So on the fly admin there. I, I got you. Keep, uh, he, did he <laughs> so, write anything fun down? No, it was the whole, um, you know, hey, we're going to have uh, uh, what I, I, I wanted to bet that Ole's going to get fired right after the game for the second year in a row. A manager is going to get fired after losing to Liverpool. But not to be now. All right. So he said Liverpool, right? Uh, two and a half. Over two and a half? Yeah, over two and a half. All right. I'm almost there. 
over two and a half. That comes in at plus 163. Okay, fairly safe bet. I could see a two to one game. There's two. There's three right there and a two and a half, you know, or maybe even a three nothing. It's yeah. probably a three nothing, to be honest. <clears throat> All right. So Pat, he uh, titled this. Oh, by the way. Hey. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick of the week. Uh, Pat titled this one, uh, Go Big or Go Home Krusty. Um, All right. I've, I've been uh, speaking with Pat today, and uh, he had a lovely day off with uh, lots of golf and, um, um, let's just say, lots of things that go around with golf. <laughs> so uh, he was. Booze? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he said, let's do this. Let's fucking gamble. I'm up a little. So let's go, but big. In the primetime Saturday, we have Crystal Palace against Man City. Quote, not gonna go back to back to back city. So let's play the draw at plus 480. Not, he admits openly, not a safe bet, but almost five to one return on your money. So that's what he's gonna do. And he also said, let's go, Nats, because we're recording right now during the uh, uh, National League. I just got a text that Nats are up right now, too. Oh, even better. You're a happy yeah. boy, aren't you? Ray just texted me. He said, the fat lady's starting to warm up. There we go. I like that. She's gonna get to singing. Yeah, we, we like that. And then, so it was Strasburg today. It'll be Corbin tomorrow, right? Uh, Corbin so, and yeah. games, and he's great at home. So, you know, and, and with, uh, I can tell you right now from experience, a team like St. Louis, never count them out. No, like, no they're absolutely. Just, I'm they're not just getting excited. That, that team. I'm not getting excited. All I'm just, saying is just get your brooms ready. That, that, organiza- that organization knows how to come. I mean, they got to remember back in 87 when I first started uh, watching the Giants and being a Giants fan. Uh, they were up. Giants were up three games to one on St. Louis. Ended up losing four to three. Yeah, yeah. It's a football show, though. <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We should probably be talking about football. Yeah, we're gonna make sure we don't lose our all UK right. listeners. Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. Why should I listen to Sam? Right? Why? Why should I listen to Sam? But let me tell you something. My tried and true system. Twenty percent of the time. Works 100% of the time, boys and girls. <laughs> so for this week's Big Sam's Lock of the that's Week. That's right. I'm going to go ahead. Lock of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to the well with Liverpool again. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Sadio Mane to score at any time as Liverpool head to Old Trafford. And the uh, hopefully the Reds will lose and I'll get the bet wrong. And I can now project my uh, bets betting process into my rivalries as well. Oh, there you go. So. I've been telling everybody to take the opposite of what I take, right? Right. So we have that. Now, Sammy. Yes. Oh, we got to do your bet. I didn't bet yet. Oh, well, you know what? You won't lose if you don't bet. I won't. Bookies want to take my money. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do two separate uh, since I can't hit a parlay in fake world, uh, but I can hit one in real world. Heard. <laughs> I'm going to separate them on $100 each. Uh, I'm going to do Everton and West Ham to draw at plus 275. Safe bet. Yep, Everton's at home, I believe. Yes, they are. It's that good. Yeah, uh, West Ham's not particularly good on the road, um, but I think uh, coming off the international break, I mean, getting away from a bad situation for a little bit usually refreshes the players. Yeah, gives them time to just you know, t- tune everything out and turn off right. from the bad club form. So I think they're going to come back firing. But West Ham, I think, is still a good team, and with two weeks rest, um, I think will be ready to play. Right. Um, I am going to go separately again, separately. I want to mm-hmm. make sure this is clear. 
Uh, $100 on under two and a half goals in a game. So either a nil-nil or a 1-1. I, that, I think that seems pretty safe, even though even though Everton has been giving away a lot of goals lately. But I still think... That's at yeah. plus 115. Oh, nice. Okay. So if they both come in, I will have 390 bucks to get back into the game. Right. <laughs> I'll still be down, but I'll have something to get back in. And either way, as long as one of them happens... I finished no less than fifteen dollars to the good. Ah, good. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't put mine in. Uh, mine was plus two eighty. So for Mane to score at any time in the match was a plus two eighty. Something just to kind of get me back down to that you know respectable down two hundred level, not the you know almost five hundred that I'm down now or seven hundred. Yeah, you, you're down. So Sammy, if we did that, that'd be enough, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm just glad we got to it. But you know, you know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we give you, we give you, Kitty, the chicken. One of these days, we got a video when the Him music dancing, breaks on yeah. and he just breaks into it. That should be your job because I'm pressing buttons over here. I need Got you it. to hit the video for I'll, that next time. He's still going. I will. I'll take care of it. He's just, uh, I love watching the big man dance. <laughs> Get my groove on. All right, kitty fans. Uh, I went up to visit her, and uh, I guess she didn't realize international break last weekend because she was out of town. You know that chicken she gets around. And I wanted to truly challenge her prog... I can't pronounce this word. Prognosticating. Say that again. Prognosticating. Yeah, what he said, skills. <laughs> this week, I gave her Big Sam's Toffees. Yay! Desperate for a win, hosting West Ham. They are, they are. Now, Kitty jumped right into the coop and pulled out a photo of her and former heavyweight champion Lennox Lewis blowing Uh-oh. bubbles together in the coop. That's not good. Nope. Sorry, babe. Looks like your chicken is picking West Ham this week. Kitty, why you got to do me dirty like that? You know I mean, that's is. pretty awesome. She was hanging out with the uh, hanging out with the champ Lennox, but the minute she said hanging out with the champ Lennox, yep. I was like. Oh, no, that's not the boxer that likes Everton. <laughs> no, nope. remember, that's it's a smart not. chicken. Her picks are better than two of you. So yeah. don't, I, you uh, don't you have Sly, though? I feel like uh, yeah, we have coming Sly. on next week for, um, uh, for our Everton people. Ooh, God. there we go. And I, the Beebs. I, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't remember the... That's uh, there's, proud of. <laughs> there's actually, there is actually a, uh, a heavyweight champion, um, one, of the, one of the lower belts uh, that is in England, um, that won... That, that is uh, Everton supporter. In fact, he was used in the Apollo Creed movie. One of the lower belts. What do you mean by that? Like, not like, you know how there's like the WBA and the WBC and oh, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Where, where somebody, like, like, let's say like the, the Klitschko guy when he was the champion, right? The two brothers, like, they won't fight one another. So then the belt gets forfeited. And then, you know, I, be no, I feel you. other contenders that maybe aren't top 10 in one spot or another that's, you know, Boxing has always been corrupt as fuck, you know, for the most of part. Course. Absolutely. Well, there we go, guys. That's our gambling segment. And always remember to gamble legally and responsibly. I was working my ass off. So why what don't a you, fucking game. Why don't you tell me how it went? Because I wasn't there. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. 7-7, uh, seven, seven, I think it was. Oh, wild. Some goals. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was seven seven. I scored. 
I know that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just double-check the uh, the old score line. But uh, they went up kind of early. Everything they shot in the first half, I mean, they were well done. A mm-hmm. um, couple top corner. One Jake probably should have had, but um, kind of fucked up on a little bit. It happens from time to time. Right, right. But we gathered ourselves, fought back, and uh, for the last two, two and a half minutes, really held on to the victory, or to the, uh, to the tie. But they had a whole second team. They're all younger than us, and they're fit. And we're old and ridiculous. So it was a, a hard fought and a, a very well done. Um, it was 6-6, six, six, I'm sorry. 2-1-2. Okay. Um, and two. So yeah, we're, not bad. We're, we're sitting right in the hunt for uh, playoff. We're in fourth right now, which is the final playoff position. We are minus six on our goal differential because of that shite. Uh, that shite game we had, yeah, uh, the thirteen well, four a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Noreen just put the boots to us that yeah. match. So we we are minus six, um, and because of that game, we're tied with two other teams for the worst goal differential in the league. Mm-hmm. But that's not normal. I mean, our results are five four seven seven thirteen four three one and six six. Yeah, um, and the three one and five four obviously were our two wins. So it, we're we're playing well. Um, we all fought for the team. We all stayed together, stayed hard, and. Um, they couldn't break us down. They started fighting a bit uh, amongst themselves, and uh, we laid them on their ass a couple of times. That's that's one of our personal favorite things to do is to get a team so frustrated with us that they start they fighting, start fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. We always love that when they start yelling at each other. Absolutely. There's, there's a couple of clubs who do that in our Right, league. and we look at each other and we go, hey, fucking watch that. Pay attention. Now let's hit them. And we do. Yep, yep. So it was, it was a, a well-fought game, played in good spirits. Nobody got pissed at each other. It was physical both sides. <laughs> We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of shots on target. Uh, one went in, um, and it was good. Uh, I was directly in line with the right-hand post. Um, shot came in, kind of got blocked by somebody, but came out a little far. Hit it on a half volley, and uh, it hit the side netting on the right side, even though I was level with the post. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was good. Pretty sexy. That's good. a nice goal. Proud and yourself, just you? before that, about two minutes before that, I had a similar chance, mm-hmm. and I fucking shanked it. Like, almost went out for a throw-in, shanked it. And then I stepped up and buried that one, so it felt good, too. All right, well, um, stop, stop rubbing yourself over there. I'm just saying, it was pretty good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> score a lot of goals anymore. <laughs> All righty, kids. Short, simple, and sweet. Not We wanted to kind of get the... Uh, shows back to a manageable time we've we've noticed that we've been going an hour 20 every week and that's uh, probably a little too long for your listening enjoyment as you're driving to work each day so got this one under an hour sammy any parting words i do uh first you said that too soon oh uh, that's right he's gonna start fucking that's not gonna out. be too long first things first uh <coughs> uh the show comes out on tuesday obviously we record mm-hmm. monday night you all know that um tuesday's tegan's 10th birthday oh happy birthday t yeah so just want to give a quick shout out to my lovely daughter um, and uh, sometimes frequent guest on this show yes. uh, through sound bites. Absolutely. Um, we never keep her in the room with us because that would just be not good. No. Parenting. No. On my part. <laughs> no. She doesn't need to hear all <laughs> uh, of this. Yeah. So we record uh, sound bites of her. But um, happy birthday, honey. I love you. Now to the business. Oh, is it some business? Yeah. Uh, we talk shit about Chelsea a lot. We talk shit about Millwall a lot and some of the racist things said on the terraces. Um, a couple of the England players, because Bulgaria is known for it, uh, had a discussion beforehand, not a couple, the entire team, based mm-hmm. on the feelings of a few players uh, who are black. Uh, and they decided as a group that they would walk off the field should they suffer any racial abuse in Bulgaria. 
this was mentioned uh, to um, the press, I guess, mm-hmm. and the Bulgarian coach caught wind of it. Um, and he made some very odd, very odd statements before the game. Um, basically saying that uh, England have a bigger racism problem than his own country. Even though this game was played partially behind closed doors, they closed part of the stadium because Bulgaria racially abused another group of people prior to this in the same qualifying campaign. Um, So there was a partial stadium closure. Uh, But he said... I can't can't find the quote. Yeah, the show is going to take an hour. I'm sorry. No, I can't find the quote. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it basically... Basically said that I don't know why they're talking about us. You should see what happens in their own club stadiums. Right. Basically. Then the Bulgarian fans decided, hold my beer, Chelsea and Millwall. Yeah. We got it. We're, we're going to show you some true yeah. racist shit. Uh, about 100 people dressed in all black um, in a section of the stadium with Nazi salutes uh, during the game. Um, specifically targeting Tyrone Mings and Raheem Sterling, who scored twice. Uh, good on him. Yeah, nice um, on him. Yeah, to oh, keep to keep both of them and kept a clean sheet as well. And Mings, that's his. That was his first. His fucking debut. His fucking first. His England first camp. England game. Something he should remember for the rest of his life. Tarnished by this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and a, a clean sheet. So all the right things happened for him, but there's going to be this little asterisk there in his mind. Because of his debut, yeah, going to be a bunch um, of bunch of assholes standing with their arm in the air, thinking that they're they're thinking they're fucking clever. Yep, when they're nothing more than trash. Absolutely, uh, I follow a guy on Facebook, friends uh, with him. We we speak from time to time. Who is involved with some one of the travel companies that helps get, gets fans to games overseas, mm-hmm. away games. And uh, he was at that match, and he said, "Well done, England, six 0 Time to fucking get out of here. Time to fucking go home." And apparently the the England fan. This is before I even read the story. Heard what happened this afternoon. Uh, the game was today, Monday. Um, Sterling scored twice. Uh, Marcus Rashford scored. I think it was mostly black players that scored, which Fabulous. I find fucking fantastic. That's even better. <laughs> That's the best way to yeah, shut those one hundred percent down. Um, but anyway, the the match was halted twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the England fans said, uh, "Who put the ball in the racist net? Raheem fucking Sterling." <laughs> was a chant they were doing, which is good. Fabulous. That's yeah. great. Um, standing behind their players, which is brilliant. Uh, the UEFA protocols were, were covered, um, where they stopped the game, made a stadium announcement. Uh, then they stopped the game again. The players were supposed to go to the dressing room, but um, there was only like two minutes to halftime. So they decided to just wait on the field by the benches. A second announcement was made. They played out the final two minutes. Then it was halftime. They, Gareth Southgate had a discussion with the entire team and backroom staff, both of which are obviously multiracial. Um, and the team together and the coaches together, all as a group, decided, you know what, fuck them, we're going to finish this game out. We're not going to walk off the field. Right. We're not going to let them win. <coughs> right, we're going to go out exactly what and we're going to fucking stuff them. Yeah. And they were up, f- uh, I, th- I think it was 3-0 at halftime, 4-0 at halftime, mm-hmm. and then go out and uh, Raheem Sterling added his second, Harry Kane scored uh, and rounded out the scoring, uh, <laughs> which was good to see. Uh, Tyrone Mings keeping the clean sheet, um, but I feel terrible, uh, terrible for him. Obviously, that his England debut was tarnished by this this fucking nonsense. How how do we stop um, this? How do I, how, how do you ultimately? You stop have this? to you have to ban him. You have to just say, listen, I don't care. And and I, I feel bad saying this 
for the players, obviously, because they're going to be affected by the actions of the few. Well, you said like the captain of Bulgaria the, was trying to pop off, was trying to stop the fans, was, like he was like shut up after stop the, doing yeah, it. After the whistle blew, he went over to the. They have gates like they do in Germany, separating the the first row from the field. He was seen like. Visibly, like, like fucking stop, fucking stop, like to the fans, yeah. directly speaking to fans through that gate, and it. So I, f- I feel bad saying this for the players because you don't normally see that the the, the players doing these sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's never them; it's the fans being. Except re- for Luis Suarez, he's a fucking redi- ra- well, he's him, a racist. Yeah, him, and then Paulo De Canio with yeah. all this fascist shit he a, does. A racist, a racist, <laughs> teething cheat. That's yeah. what uh, but, <laughs> San, uh, Suarez says. But um. I said, usually you don't see players doing this. <laughs> usually the players are relatively enlightened yeah. because they've shared locker rooms with the with with people of other races, other yeah. colors, other other, other countries, just complete, everything, other yeah. ethnicities, other sexual orientations, other everything. Yeah, and they understand that it's a difference between us, but it's not a division between us. Yeah, and that's an important thing to remember. I'm not gay, but you fucking dudes has nothing to do with me. Right. What do I give a shit? Right. Good on you. Just don't touch me leg. Sorry, just kidding. Just <laughs> no. kidding. Anyway, my, my point is, is, is I, I hate saying it for the players' sake, but UEFA needs to come down hard on shit like this. Ban a couple of teams. Ban and suddenly, them. Fuck them. Yeah. They're no longer in qualifying for the next two qualifying campaigns. Yeah. You can't qualify for the World Cup. You cannot qualify for the Euros. Right. And if it continues to fucking happen... Expulsion from UEFA completely. Yeah, and you're not you're not going to get. Uh, we're not going to give you friendlies either. We're nope. going to tell teams not to play you. Fuck off. So that's going to yeah. hurt your. That's going to hurt your fuck pocket. Off. Exactly. Yeah. You literally fuck off to the wilderness. Yep. So much. it. It's a shame to see, but I'm so very proud of the English for for taking the Bulgarians to task on the field and letting the football do the talking. Yep. Excellent. And well done to Tyrone Mings and Jordan Pickford. Yep. Got He's been on a sheet. bad run of form. Got the clean um, sheet. Getting the clean sheet just in general. And uh, hopefully uh, Mr. Mings remembers his debut for the right reasons. Yeah. Hopefully too. I mean, it's because it's so he's a, he's a it's a great story to see the success he's had recently, particularly with with Villa. You know, kind yeah. of not getting it done with Bournemouth and then going down to the championship, helping Villa get the uh, promotion and then becoming a full time member of Villa as well. Absolutely. Um, so I just like I said, I hope he remembers his debut for the right reasons and doesn't let this affect him uh, moving forward. But um, you know, good on him. I hate highlighting this bullshit. I hate talking about it, uh, but it needs to be talked. about. You have to talk about it. And you have to say something. If it we has get, to be said, if we get two downloads in a week, or if we get three thousand downloads in a week, we have a responsibility as broadcasters to talk about this shit. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep bringing it to light, no matter how uncomfortable it is. I'm gonna keep talking about it to make sure the conversation never stops, and to make sure people that hold these these abhorrent and ridiculous views, um, make sure they're brought to task about it. Um, I know both of you have heard me say this a thousand times. And uh, by the way, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be getting ready to do a little bit of uh, injury time after this. So yeah. you want to know what injury time is? It's us doing a little bit of extra show, talking about the uh, – we're going to preview the weekend's games. And, uh, you know, so if you want to help us out on Patreon, we've got extra content for you. We also uh, did a Buckfast song at the beginning, which also gets put up as well. So all kinds of fun extra content that uh, producer Mel throws up and does a great job with. Yeah, and real quick, the mics are on stands, so I can't drop it. So I'll just do this instead. 
Very good. Now, that's um, my mic drop. What I was, what I'm going to leave everybody on is the following. And like I said, this is a line that I've both of you have heard me say at nauseum. Um, we have to stop thinking that it's black against white. It's not everybody. It's us against them. It's what it is. It's we are brothers together. Us being in this, the people against, against the government. The government doesn't give a shit about us. Right. No let's let's stop being let's stop being focused into oh black guy did this, white guy did this, brown guy did this. How about we just realize that the government doesn't give a shit about any of us, and the color doesn't matter one fucking bit. So that that being said, you you're big SNL fans. Yeah. Do you remember the bit they did a couple of weeks ago with the white uh, news anchors oh, and yeah. the black news anchors? Oh, and they, they were keeping track. Keeping track. That was fabulous. The, it was hysterical. All right, we're getting this show under an hour. Yeah, done. All right, go. Good night. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Fuck all really matters to me. To me.